0: Okay, so Wes Juno, he's here every single Thursday with financial help in Ons Graal with Testamente. It's Will's Month and he wants to talk about that today, but he's not in studio this morning, Uh, but we did make a plan. He had to to rush off uh, somewhere. So let's start with what a will is. So I asked Wes, I said, I think most of us have a good idea of what they are, but maybe, you know, less sure of what the important things are uh, that they need to cover. So, ik uh, wil gau for jou dier sy antwoorde gaan Thank you, Ways, for sending me this.
1: Yeah, so with it being Will's Week, it's it's really um, cool to kind of go through questions and uh, things that people need to know about wills. So let's start with what a will is. So it is essentially an instruction around your final wishes in terms of various things, mostly in relation to your dependents and any assets that you leave behind. And most people think that if they um, don't have any assets, there's nothing that they really need to do. They don't need a will. But a will is so much more than just kind of the stuff that you leave behind and there are generally three important groups of people that you want to have put some thought into appointing for your will which are your executor any trustees for your assets and then any potential guardians for your kids So who's the executor? The executor is a person who's going to administer the winding up of your estate. So basically do all the administration around this. It's normally a lawyer or someone appointed by whoever drew up your will. And it can be common practice that a family member is your executor because they know you and they know what your wishes kind of would be if there's kind of any uncertainty. But they are still going to have to use a professional executor like a financial service provider or a bank or legal firm to help with some of the administration stuff around uh, letters and dealing with the master of the high court. If you have kids under the age of 21, then generally your will should provide that you set up trusts for them or on anything that you wish to leave them with appointed trustees to manage those assets. And then again, you want to appoint guardians for your kids. So, all in all, what that what we're saying is that a will is a living document. It's something that needs to be reviewed kind of every five years or any time there's a major life event change in your life, such as getting married or having a child. And you're going to find that as your life situation changes, the people that you had originally appointed to be your executor or your guardians of your kids or trustees for the trust fund that would look after your kids, they may no longer be appropriate. They could have moved overseas. You may not have 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 a relationship with them anymore. And that's why it's a good thing to review this document as often as you can. And it's also important because if you don't have a will drawn up and you die without one, it's called dying intestate. And then many of these important decisions are gonna be made by a state or a government appointed person who doesn't know you from a bar of soap. Okay, so what makes a will legal or valid? People often ask, you know, if I had a will and I want to update it or I want to draw it up with someone else, what do I need to do? So these are the requirements. In order for a will to be valid, you need to be at least 16 years old when you draft it. The document must be signed at the end on each page by the testator or the testatrix, the person to whom the will belongs to. There must be two competent witnesses that sign the will and each witness needs to be at least 14 years of age and they only need to sign the last page it's common practice that they sign every page but they are just attesting to the signature of the testator or the testatrix not to the contents of the will so they are just confirming that the will is signed by the person to whom it belongs and that it really does represent their wishes and they must sign in the presence of the testator and the testatrix and witnesses should not be beneficiaries under the will. So if your children are the beneficiaries, they can't be the witnesses. In very rare circumstances, it is allowed, but it's far safer to exclude any beneficiaries or heirs as witnesses. And if you ever wish to revise your will, it's as simple and as easy as drawing up a new document and starting again. And normally what it will say in the will is that this will, uh, will revoke any former wills and then they will look at the will that has the most recent date. Once it's drawn up and reviewed, you should make multiple copies of this document and give it to different people to safeguard. So you would keep a copy for yourself, you would give a copy to your executor, so the person that you appointed as that executor, which could be the law firm or your family member, and another trusted person. And again, a financial advisor or a bank manager is very well placed to keep a copy of your will.
0: Okay, so whenever someone so this is, is so important and goodness. When whenever someone is dealing with death of a family member, it can be a stressful time. We all know that. So do you have any
1: practical advice for listeners around the process? Just practical wisdom. And it's going to be useful to keep your will along with a list of all of your policies and accounts and bank details and logins and passwords somewhere safe for access for either your spouse or your executor. There have been many instances where a spouse has not known how to log in to their husband or wife's bank details and access the online banking. And that just causes additional stress in an already traumatic situation. So having detailed and safeguarded these points can go a long way to restoring some calm into the situation. And then lastly, some more practical advice. If you have a large estate, in other words, lots of assets or money or wealth to leave behind, negotiate hard on your fee. If there's no negotiation, then the executors, who are the people that normally draw up the will, they will put the maximum three and a half percentage fee in, which is a fee before that. So after that, it works out to about 4%. So, if you have an estate of 10 million, 4% on that is 400,000. That's a lot of money. Now, there's not a lot more work to do that goes into wrapping up an estate of, let's say, 5 million or 6 million or 8 million or 10 million. It's roughly the same amount of work. But if your fee is a percentage based fee, you're paying more for the same amount of work. So, if you can get your fee to be a time based fee rather than a percentage based fee, it's a far fairer and more transparent way. Of of dealing with it and uh, and it'll work out cheaper for your ears.
0: all right thank you ways really appreciate it he'll be back next week thursday at about quarter past eight with this money talk financial stuff if you're interested in that you must listen to Wes please every single thursday at quarter past eight